back to Star Trek Jurations. I am your host, as always, Jack Tracy. And I have a very special episode that I didn't tell you about last week because I decided to do it after I recorded last week, which is another special guest episode where we are going to not only tackle one particularly horrible episode in season three of Star Trek Voyager, but we're actually going to watch it with you. And the reason we're going to watch it with you, so I'll tell you what it is in a second so you can get it ready. The reason we're going to watch it with you is because this is what we do on the Patreon. And so I want to give you a taste of what it is so that you might be incentivized to join at patreon.com slash Star Trek Zhuzh, Z-H-U-Z-H. And we can watch these episodes together, especially what I'm going to be doing for the next season of the show, which is yet to be announced. Uh, all that aside, um, of course, follow me on the Instagram at Star Trek Zhuzh, Z-H-U-Z-H. I always post funny things. I've got a TikTok and a Twitter, same. I think my TikTok is mine. It's like my Jack Tracy official, but the TikTok... Yeah, that's the TikTok. The Twitter is Star Trek Judge. Anyway, find me. Um, right. That brings us to our episode. But before we say the episode, I think I should welcome our very special guest, my good Judy, who I met at the Star Trek creation uh, Las Vegas convention back in August. We've been chit-chatting ever, ever since and watching mostly Drag Race together, but the occasional Star Trek. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Adam Harper. Oh my goodness, I'm so honored <laughs> to be here. And literally, as I just said, oh my goodness, oftentimes we will share voice notes as like our main means of communication. And Jack was very kind of pointing out, you say, oh my goodness, almost every single thing. So literally instinctively, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. You know, every, every voice memo, every voice memo you said is like, oh, good morning. Oh my goodness. And then it's something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Force of habit. That should, be the of habit. that should be the name of your podcast. Oh my goodness. With Adam Harper. <laughs> or that should be a segment on your podcast i think you're right i think you're right and oh speaking of that podcast of course um, please plug 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 oh my gosh you're so kind to let me plug it out here um so i'm starting a podcast called queerly overthinking and it's basically a safe space to freely express your thoughts feelings on any topic to overthink as i am somebody who tends to overthink a lot of different things and just being able to share authentically different perspectives of life because i feel like every single person has such a unique perspective we might go through similar things but the things we learn from that and the lessons we learn um i feel like is so beneficial for each of us to share and impart to one another and so anyway, check it out. Um, coming soon, queerlyoverthinking.com. Um, things are still pulling together, but super excited for it. It'll probably be, my guess, is it'll be the super positive spin of my podcast, which is dark and dreary, called Dying Alone Together. <laughs> <laughs> Yours will be like a nice, like, safe space, positive, let's look at life like a flower. And mine is, we're all dying alone. <laughs> Well, you know, as a Libra over here, I think there should be balance in all right. things, you know? So. Right, right. <laughs> so um, before we tell our little story of how we met and all of that, uh, before we get into the episode, I want to give all of our subscribers time to queue up the episode. Now, of course, Adam and I are watching it on the lovely Paramount Plus. I don't know if it's Voyager's available elsewhere at the moment. Might be, maybe different, different regions. But uh, either get it ready now or pause and go get it ready because we, we're going to hit play. And we are going to watch Star Trek Voyager Alter Ego, which I had the joy of watching on a rewatch and wrote it down as, oh boy, this one we got to talk about. So it gets its whole own episode, I think might be the worst or at least top five worst episodes of Star Trek Voyager, possibly Star Trek overall. 
I really hate this episode. I'm curious to see if Adam hates it too. So go ahead and pull that up. The rules will be, we're going to hit play together. And whenever either Adam, we're going to talk over it. And whenever, whenever Adam or I yells, uh, what did we decide on? Freeze program? Freeze program. Mm-hmm. Freeze program. Everybody hits pause. And then we'll talk a little bit before we start it back up. Like if we have a bigger point to make. Um, so go ahead and get that ready. Adam, let's talk about meeting and our, our time at the creation Star Trek convention. Where do you want to start? At the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we have to start with Grinder. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I will... Like, wait, do you want to start or should I start? Uh, well, you, I arrived before you. I went alone. I was expecting to have a, a buddy there, which didn't end up working out. So uh, I hopped on Grinder as I had lunch before I even checked into my hotel room because I was there early at the Monami Gabi in the lobby of the Paris Hotel and hopped on Grinder to see if I could find a French for the weekend. And lo and behold, there's Adam. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> um, well, to the other side of that story, which is just as crazy and funny as I was there also by myself, I went on like a solo trip. And um, I remember being at the very beginning of, I think this was, it was day one, right? Of the convention that- Oh yeah. Well, started, yeah. I think things hadn't started. Yeah, because opening ceremonies, because we went to opening ceremonies together the same day. So it was day one. And again, I was going by myself and I just was like, you know, I'm here to have a good time. But if I end up meeting somebody, I tend to use the apps for like networking purposes. It, whenever I'm home, I really don't engage a lot on the apps and such. But yeah, that's that's how that's how I use it, too. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, And I remember sitting on the floor of the convention hall at like just outside the uh, main market room or the vendors room. And I remember seeing you, but I didn't know it was you at the time. And we were all required to wear masks and such. And so I could only see like from your nose up. And I remember thinking, oh, he's cute but it's probably not going to go anywhere. Like, I don't even know like, who that person is. And I remember, I think you were wearing like a drag race or like a RuPaul's drag race shirt or something. Uh-huh. Um, and so I saw you on, uh, I didn't actually like know it was you on Grinder until you shared like a picture of like, oh, this is like what I'm looking like right now or like the, what I'm wearing today. I was like, oh, oh my right, gosh, right. like, I can't believe, like I literally saw you like 10 minutes ago. So anyway, it was a super fun, like, oh my gosh moment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. And then we hung out the entire week. We went and saw Drag Race Live together. We went and rode a roller coaster together. We went to the gay gays in space after parties, um, met Jeremiah, who did a, a previous episode of Star Trek Judge. I have, he gave me a little gold Oregon, which is sitting on my TV right now. Um, yeah, we met a lot of cool people and did a lot of cool things and had a really great time. I had, um, uh, sorry, Adam. I had better seats, so I invited Adam to come up and join me. So we had better viewing. Um, oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. Hopefully that gave you enough time. We don't want. To, I mean, we got to watch the whole episode, so this is going to be a longer judge. So I don't want to take up too much of our time. So we're going to get ready to hit play. I am backed up for some reason. Paramount. Like if I start it and rewind it, I'm at two seconds. Uh, but I. It'll be fine. It'll be close. It won't let me go back to zero. Uh, it'll be close enough. Um, we're going to try when we do pause it to not pause it forever since this is a 45 minute episode. So 
All right, let's do our best. Adam, you ready? Mm -hmm. We're going to do three, two, one, and then we'll press play after one. And here we go. Alter ego, live judge. Three, two, one. I wonder if an inversion nebula exists. Is that a thing? I've often wondered how true to science some of these episodes might be. <laughs> I like her old hair. Mm -hmm. What's he doing sitting over there? I love how Chakotay is just like, I'm an anthropologist. I'm a scientist. I'm a, like, he's just everything. He's whatever they need them to be. He's just a unicorn of skill sets. Yeah. Where's Samantha Wildman? We couldn't get her. What else is she doing? Sorry, Captain. Full spectrum scan. I'm on it. Beauty and mystery. No argument here. Uh, forgot. Paris is still a horn dog. Horn dog. Without the extraneous sentimentality, humans find unnecessary. Being moved by an emotion isn't always extraneous. Sometimes it's the whole point. I feel like Tuvok would actually be a really good drag queen because he is like giving constant reads all the time. <laughs> oh, Kelto. Here we go. I, uh, I, oh yeah, Kelto plays a big part in this episode, which is curious. I kind of like that. I kind of like having a Vulcan game. Mr. Kim. Oh God, I remember this. Here we go. So Kim was distracted. Oh, this must be the first appearance of Kelto. Because they're explaining it. Um, Kim was distracted on the bridge, and we're about to find out why. So you know, he's an adult and everything, but man, is he distracted. I need your help. <laughs> I want to eliminate emotions, like Vulcans do. Mr. Kim is a lifelong process. I realize that. And I also know that Vulcans use certain techniques. Is there a reason why he was so excited for this, like, emotion suppression yeah, that he was looking at? Oh, we're about to find out. And it's dumb. So dumb. I don't even think Garrett Wong is in, like, he's not in this. He doesn't, he's not really acting. I see. And who is the object of your affections? Her name is Marina. And here we go. She's not a member of the crew. She's a. She's a character. A character on the fucking holodeck. <laughs> he is an adult man who is an officer on a starship who wants to suddenly suppress all human emotions because he has a boner for a hologram. Welcome to the show. Honestly, I could see that being very common in this time period. Like if we have holodecks, like people creating images of people that they like want to have crushes on or relationships on, like. Well, they do it with 
and we'll talk during the, the the theme song. They do it with Janeway later when she falls in love with Irish dude and like the Irish shit. Um, that's done much better than they do it on this episode. And sure, it's an interesting plot point. Like someone falls in love with the hologram. That's fine. But the fact that he's fallen in love with her so completely that he wants to purge himself of all emotion. He's going to reach out to his buddy Tuvok, who I don't think he has any social relationship with, to like train him to do so. But he's that much in love with this hologram that he is ready to become a Vulcan. Like it's just, it's like an overreaction. Yeah, I would assume my first impression would be like, honey, you need therapy. <laughs> you need well, the yeah. therapist. <laughs> why, why, knowing what we know about Kim and his relationship with the other people, why wouldn't he go to Tom and talk about it? I think. Why are we he... going straight to Tuvok? Well, would he maybe assume that Tom is like already that horn dog, you know, that you mentioned? And he's like, hey, just go for it. You know, like, why not? Probably. Well, probably. I mean, I bet you, no, I bet you if we went to Tom, he doesn't want to go to Tom. So we went to Tom, he'd be like, oh, I fuck Marina all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, we have a great time down the holiday. She is great. Uh, do you want to do it together? Like, oh my gosh. I can imagine. That's, <laughs> that's where Tom is at this point of the show. Uh, I'm going to turn down my volume just in case you're getting too much of it on my mic. Um, I imagine, yeah. That would have ended up in a you know devil's triangle with the two of them. Okay. So plot A is I'm in love on the holodeck. Plot B is this is an anomaly that shouldn't be here. It's it's like a bad Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. They don't have a ship's counselor, right? No. I get the opinion that like, were it not swept into the Delta Quadrant, this is one of those ships, it's like a, it would have been regularly back at star bases. Like it's not, the next gen galaxy like we're out living on a cruise ship like in the far reaches and we circle back every five years i think this ship was supposed to be like like they launched into space nine go do a mission come back like i think that's what that ship was supposed to be so i don't think that's that's probably why they don't have like an onboard council right although several characters including like neelix i think is typically one go-to character and sometimes the doctor oh, yeah. too. Probably. I don't know if I want advice from Neil. He is, he does have a child bride still at this point. Is it true? <laughs> Why are they physically setting up a luau? Why would they not ask the computer to be like, put right, right. seven tiki torches <laughs> over here? Like, why are they manually I, laboring? <laughs> right, right. I never noticed that, but you're absolutely right. Like, that's so unnecessary. And, and these stone-faced extras with no personality. Mm-hmm. 
Also, and I've talked about this a lot, all of their holiday programs are Earth-based, despite the fact that we're now in the 21st century and there's a lot of different aliens. Mm, that's a good point. Why is he all of a sudden like repulsed by physical attraction? I don't know. Like you would think he's never been like intimate or close or even like anything and that wasn't like, he he was with this like Libby girl. That's what I'm we saying saw in the first season. Yeah. <laughs> or second season maybe. Yeah. This works if he's a 13 year old boy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, also, I think this is Neil. Actually, this is supposed to be Neelix's Luau program from like somewhere on Galaxia. But then Tom went in and said, "I only like to bang humans. Can we like change this up?" Oh my God, <laughs> that happened on another episode. He didn't say that, but that was the. And now that we're giving like Vulcan terms to like first love and like I feel like Tim Russ isn't even in this he seems to be just throwing away his lines So how do, if Vulcans don't, if they suppress their emotions, how do they form meaningful, loving connections with the partner? Because he's married and has kids. Mm. And we've seen Spock and, you know, um, his mate on Strange New Worlds. But like, is it just a lot of like dry humping and edging? Is that what this is? Like, it's a lot of like, Wait, what's the question specifically? Like, how do they form relationships? Yeah, like, how are they, like, they only have sex once every seven years. Mm-hmm. Right. They, well, I don't know. Spock, Stranger World Spock boned his wife. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how Vulcans navigate love, considering the fact that they suppress all their emotions. I have a feeling it's intellect-based. Like, they probably get off somehow, but like, oh my gosh, they had just such an intellectually riveting conversation that, like, that somehow right. continues the relationship in a way. <laughs> right. And when, like, Sarek or somebody dates a human, they're like, um, they must be asexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, so we got weird nebula lined in everybody. Why would they not have like a solar screen on the yeah, screen? Yeah, it would should be like automatic. You would think. The spatial anomaly is not interesting. 
And like the way they're, I wonder if it's the direction of this episode, because all of the acting is, ha, 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 ha. Like it's all very heightened and weird. It almost feels like a bad play. Hmm. A little too excited over nothing almost. <laughs> yeah. For someone who supposedly is not supposed to be showing a lot of emotion, Tuvok shows a lot of emotion. Yeah. Oh, this is the beginning of that flirtation. Roxanne Dawson's in this episode. She's she's acting. Mm -hmm. She's giving a good performance. It just makes him Harry seem so like stupid. Like no, I'm gonna stay here. And it, it you know it feels like this is like a episode of like Boy Meets World or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like no, Corey, I'm not going to the party. I'm gonna stay here and meditate so I don't think about girls. Shut. These are supposed to be adults. <laughs> because I hooked up with her on the holodeck before <laughs> you. <laughs> She's the Luau escort. <laughs> We've all taken a turn with Marina. <laughs> <laughs> she had a threesome with Neil and Kess last week. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, she's too old for Neil. <laughs> also, what's with the Charlie's Angel gun meditation? Yeah. Ding, ding. Uh, Vulcans don't usually. Hold I don't think. Isn't like it that. like this? Yeah. Isn't like a Mr. Burns kind of thing? Doesn't Spock do this? I think so. I mean, the sets at least like has a lot of depth to it. They really like they rotated through those um, holodeck standing sets. I hated the French restaurant. I don't mm. love this. Captain Proton if, was interesting. I wonder if they rented out a hotel or something like in Miami for this. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, you can tell from the plants it's a soundstage, but it's um. They use this for, um, who was talking about it? Jeremiah was talking about how, like, this is literally every alien planet um, marketplace in Voyager. It's just a redress. Oh, wow.
<laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Robert Picardo, good performance in this one. Yeah, I preferred that hair on her. Um, hmm. And I still think, from especially from the way that they're like paired off, they're still trying to insinuate a possibility of a Jane Lee Chakotay thing that they literally never follow up on. Right. Right, and the way they pal. Why would it not be concerning for somebody to see that, oh, this hologram is taking interest in a very complex game more than probably their program is designed to pique their curiosity and not ask follow-up questions. <laughs> right. You would think that Tuvok's first first um, question would be like, why is Kelso here as part of this program? Not like, hmm, let me show you how to play the little lady. Right. You know, now I'm thinking of it, it's it's Vulcan Jenga. I was gonna say, because then he he made the comparison of Kalto is a chess is chess is to tech toe. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I feel like that maybe covered that, but like that's literally the same thought. I completely yeah, agree with you. Why do they keep calling it a garland? It's a it's a lay, right? I think so. Maybe she's the counselor. I'm saying she is so smart for a hologram. Like, well, yeah, well, we're going to find out why, but, um, sure. but the fact that he's, he's the fucking chief security, he's not suspicious about this at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, what is going on? And surely, especially after the enterprise stuff, like everyone in the fleet has been briefed on like Moriarty and like, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and this irritates me the most. Why is Vorik not Tarek, the same actor playing a Vulcan in Lower Decks on Next Gen? He should just be Tarek. He transferred to Voyager. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't mean if we want to go down that route again, Paris should be Nick Lacarno, but. True. Oh, yeah, this is the beginning because they're going to flirt. Or if Warwick likes Spallana. I did like having the interpersonal relationships on Voyager that they never really did that much of in Next Gen, except when they tried to put Troy and work together. That was weird. Mm -hmm. um, I do like that. Because they do, I mean, these three signs is just a whole different animal. Um, but... He just he's such a creeper. Like this is worse than Jordy on the holodeck. That episode was pretty cringeworthy though. Yeah. 
Matt is jealous. Kind of, oh, yeah. They say? kind of they kind of make it better with um Jordy by having Leah Brom show up later and be like, "What you pervert? The fuck you do with my hologram?" So they kind of like address it, right? This is why this is a very good lesson. You don't set people up with like people that you might have a potential interest in or like get them involved in any way because clearly now Harry is jealous. Tuvok is married with children, a Vulcan who can suppress emotion. Why is he like it doesn't make sense for him to be seduced like this? It makes him stupid. And against his character, Harry seems like a complete lunatic. Because technically, no matter how long it takes for them to get back to the Alpha Quadrant, he would still make it back to be with his family. So would he right. not feel some sense of, like, fidelity? Well, to... he, he talks about it another... T- I think he talks about it in this episode at some point. Oh my God, the ceiling fan. I didn't notice they have ceiling fans at this resort. I'm so bored. I'm just like red flag, red flag, red flag. Like right. <laughs> weird. 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 She's just a hologram. Like, like it's like Riker and the new ad, or or which that was actually like a more sophisticated program that was intended to seduce him from the the binars did that. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 it's also get, like they really love Star Trek loves lonely woman gets a crush on one of the main crew members and will not live without him. Like, like the evil seductress thing. Mm-hmm. Even in one of my favorite episodes um, with Ardra in Devil's Do, I love that character. But again, it's another like I'm a really sophisticated career criminal and I'm going to steal all of the, I'm going to trick this whole world into giving me all of its riches. Oh, but there's this captain that gives me a real lady boner. So let me chase after him. Ew. It seems like a typecast anyway. Star Trek's view of women. Beverly gets obsessed with a ghost candle. And his distractions, like, just. Okay. 
that's a possibility we can't discount like <laughs> this happens all the time like oh it's not sorry oh my street okay let's check it out like this isn't as high stakes yet because the thing hasn't started like blowing up yet <laughs> you're so right Luana is like really the one showing up yeah she has shown up to the script this script is so bad it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a Shakespeare like, I can mm -hmm. see this being a Shakespeare play of the lead protagonist just being like, I can't think, I can't eat, I can't breathe without this holographic pussy. I, so strange, strange, strange episode. Like, at I this know. point, I can see, I need to see her. Like, at this point, I could see him just like, I'm resigning my commission. I'm going to move into the holodeck. Right, 100%. Um, side note, if they weren't explorers or like a science vessel, do you think their voyage would have been a lot shorter if they had made all these pit stops to like explore this nebula and explore this planet? Well, yeah, that was the whole thing. I think they said towards the beginning, like, it's going to be 70 years anyway, so your mind's fucking well. And like, we'll, in discovering things, we may discover a faster route home. Mm -hmm. Like, we're still Starfleet. We still need to explore. Mm-hmm. This whole thing. You've caught him in the act. <laughs> She's fucking hologram. And this is like, I mean, this goes on my relationship podcast. Well, here, well, okay, here it's actually explainable because he, Harry and Marina don't have any actual like defined relationship, but it's always, you're, the person's always more mad at the person their person is cheating with than they are the person who's the one who actually owes them something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And now their deep friendship is, oh, wait, they never hang out. It should be Paris. It's going to be the next 75 years really awkward. And have know. Paris in there not playing Calto, but but playing Calto, you know? Like, that's what should happen. <laughs> and then, then he could actually be angry. And now they're just staring at each other across the bridge. Like they're adults. 
it's like he's going to be like tactical says something. Well, you tell Kim that I said. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Well, you tell Tuvok that I said. At this point, everybody just needs to get out and push because clearly the <laughs> engines won't start. So <laughs> I love it. That's what you just said. Like, all right, everybody, get in your EV suits. Start pushing the damn ship. <laughs> And now it's single white female. See, and now they, like she turns. She's now very clearly like a evil, obsessive weirdo. Which she wasn't until this point. Right. So this is a directing problem. The director should have had her play it more just like genuinely and honestly. Because now we just were like, oh, she's 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 a fucking prick. We need to get rid of her. Right. So it's why less do, interesting. Why does the doctor not have his hollow emitter under lock and key? Well, that too. You know, it's kind of like a bad version of Lessons, which is basically misery. Mm -hmm. She's really irritable. Yeah, it's... And why? Why does she have access to the... Oh, I think I know. Okay, I remember why. But there's actually a reason to it. Again, that's futuristic te technology. Why would that just be laying around in sick bay for anybody to like, oh, I'm gonna go use this for a day. What we've determined is that um, when too many crew members bang a single hologram, they bang her into crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, so you should fucking know better. I mean, I know the reason why there is actually a legitimate reason why she is what she is, but like Moriarty is they accidentally had the computer create a character that could beat data. That's how Moriarty was created. Right. <laughs> what did they create me create me the most fuckable human like what did they do that made her superhuman able to steal the doctors of minor there is actually a reason now this is where it's fine I mean, I guess the biggest problem other than just that makes everyone real stupid in this episode, especially Tuvok and, and Kim, is that this whole science explanation, the whole like, we've just seen it so many times before. Mm -hmm. Spatial anomaly, something little, a little light goes onto the ship and it either like, you know, immaculately conceives with Troy or it becomes a little girl to become friends with 
of Alexander or it pretends to be dead mom. You know, there's always a, a thing that comes and then becomes a thing. And it's just that again. So it's not anything interesting. Plus, she's creepy and it makes our two two of our main cast members more of. True. One thing that I'm curious about, if she was able to transfer herself and have like access to the ship and everything, why would she not do the same thing that Moriarty did in keeping them on the holodeck by making them think they're leaving and right. going, but they're still on the holodeck? I'm surprised about right. that. I actually really like these sequences with the garland. Like it's creepy. Like I like that she's just smiley and like, haha, I'm murdering you. Haha, <laughs> like I it's creepy. I kind of like that. Also, I don't think, unless she did something to the program, that garland would just break. I imagine she probably like increased the strength of it, like right. some sort of like metal fiber or whatever. Well, wasn't there a force field right there? I think it's just separating Tuvok. Okay. I also love how they save on FX costs by putting the door to the holodeck in a set like behind and around the corner so they don't have to do the show arch thing. Right. And this is like this third act where this like sudden reveal. There needed to be breadcrumbs earlier that she was a real person elsewhere. They did a better job, I think starting in maybe season four, season five of actually giving better pathos to their guests of the week and villains. There was mm -hmm. actually like a, like you, there were a couple of strings of episodes where you actually started on the alien ship and like something happening, like those weird assassin or like those weird people that were spying through the doctor. Mm -hmm, they looked like mm -hmm. um, little, little mole people. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they, you'd started with them and then you went to the ship or the Malons when like the, the evil ghost was on the Malon ship that was actually like an irradiated servant. Um, you started with them and cared about them a little bit first. And then you moved on to Voyager and then they interacted and you had more depth of feeling. Like if we started with her not recognizable as lonely alien woman on a station who's literally like recording logs for her family, um, playing games by herself. We just show like a real like lonely person for a while. And then even not even played by the same actress. So we have it takes us a little bit to understand that what she's done is she's found Voyager and is like living amongst them. Mm -hmm. And I think to that point too, um, 
I just wonder why she is purposely staying in this nebula to keep it. Well, she's she. Like, uh, they they do explain that it's like um the reason the nebula doesn't burn out, which is apparently what these kind of nebulas just do, which is what makes this one so rare, is she's there actively like maintaining. Hmm. That's right. Okay, I remember that now. It almost makes it feel like she's in charge like of the spider's web. <laughs> right, right. But her face, like when she's with Tuvok, it's just like, mm-hmm, I've taken over the ship. I'm a sassy evil lady. And it's like, we're supposed to feel bad for you? Like, she should be a little more... You should feel for her more. You do feel for her in this scene that's about to start when he goes over to talk to her. The characterizations are just so wildly different. She's, and, and honestly, and no, no shade to the actress. She's doing what she can, but she's not a particularly engaging guest star. Like you think of the mm-hmm. like the femme fatale type characters who do this well and are very memorable, and you think of like Vosh. Mm-hmm. Th- this is no Vosh. This is no Jennifer Hedrick. Like, which apparently I learned the reason Vosh didn't come back more is because she starred Dane Patrick Stewart and then they broke up. What? Deeply annoying. I'm so sad to hear Love that. Love uh, She made an appearance in Deep Space Nine, I think, too, right? Yeah, it was fine. I like this makeup. Yeah, yeah. Lovelorn, horny, lonely lady wants to destroy a ship over dude she just met. No, no, thank you. And yeah, and then it becomes it's like, is she sympathetic? Is she not? Because in this scene, I do find her sympathetic. And the characterization is so different, which maybe it's a matter of her when she's on the holodeck, she can like, she feels more like playful and like fanciful and gets to like express a different side of herself there. But you know, none of that is, that's, none of that's telegraphed. She's basically sitting at home watching um, reality TV all day. Yeah, by choice. And her government supports this. Her government is likely funding this. Nah, this is this is someone who's watching porn at work. Oh my god! Is this somebody (laughs) watching porn at work? They don't know, but they ain't checking. Uh, by choice though. Her her nebula maintenance system is on like this Chrome tab. And it's just covering the oh Chrome tab that's uh, that's Pornhub. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but like, yeah. could you imagine choosing to do that for for Celia the rest of your life? Like, she, I don't think she says how long she's supposed to be out here until like. I don't think there's a Adam, time limit. Adam, you're talking to the wrong person. I want to make <laughs> enough money that I can buy an island, and never be heard from again. <laughs> this part of the episode, even though it's been done on Star Trek a million times, if you delete the whole Harry side of it, it's just a Tuvok episode, already better. A hundred percent. Holy cow. Started at the luau and Tuvok being a party pooper, lonely, whatever. And she finds him intriguing and goes up to talk to him. Start the episode there. I think that's the biggest judge of this whole thing is if you just eliminate Harry from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. You can still keep Alana and still like have banter between her and Tuvok probably, but... Or having her in Paris have different opinions of, of observing Tuvok, you know, visiting this holodeck character and this and that. And like, mm-hmm. you know, Bellana being like the fuck and Paris being like, oh, holodecks are fun. I get holodeck pussy all the time. And then what if Bellana gets curious and actually is the one who is smart enough to see the red flags and starts right. diving into the computer and is like, right. this, this bitch isn't actually part of the holodeck. She's, you know, from another ship or something. Right. This whole scene is nice. I'm actually surprised that it's the same actress, because she's really great in this, mm-hmm. which this piece of it, which tells me it's a director problem. The way that she was having them deliver their lines and, and having them do their characterizations. This tells me it's a direction problem. And a little bit of a script problem. Some of that dialogue is oof. Because then what's the episode about? Is it about Tuvok's comparative loneliness being explored? Because he's basically giving a speech to her that she's going to turn around on him and be like, you're talking about yourself, buddy. Um, is that what the episode's about? Or is it about Harry can't hide his boner on the bridge? <laughs> and there's like forever drama now between the two of them. Right. You know what this episode, you know what this episode title should be? Belt Tuck. Oh my God. That's that's nice. That's nice cinematography. I like that. She asks the question, he doesn't answer, looks over the shoulder, disappears. That's nice. Security chief's log starting five oh four seven one point three. The remaining damage to the ship was easy to repair, and we assume that the marine is dead for the time. Voyager is back on course, and I can resume my normal. Well Voyager looks sort of careening. <laughs> doing a little cartwheel. <laughs> Oh, this is, oh, okay. This is where Tuvok and Harry decide to start playing Kalto together. Mm. Which continues throughout the series. 
Do you feel like she was the first person that Tuvok really felt a logic, like intellectual connection with? And is that maybe why he misses her? Well, I the connection is legitimate that he had with her. It's just that the fact that it surprised him so much and infatu- infatuated, I guess, for Vulcan, I don't know if that applies, but made, made him so interested that he ignored, he ignored all the red flags. Not only is Harry dumb, but Tuvok's dumb. No. If we eliminated Harry's existence from this episode, this scene would not be necessary by any means. Actually, I'm going to challenge that and say if you eliminate Harry's, all of Harry's subplots from the beginning and only have the interaction at the beginning being that Harry wants to learn how to play Kalto and Tuvok's like, it's beyond your comprehension, little boy, move along. And then at the end, he decides he wants to start having more human connections with the crew and then extends a hand to Harry, like, I'll teach you Kalto. I agree with that. I think the beginning part of that last scene where he's like apologizing for the feelings. Right, that, right. That could go gone. away because that, that wouldn't be there. <laughs> gone. That's that's a Harry Tom story. A Harry Tom story about them both being in love with the same woman. Honestly, you know what story I want to see about that? I want to see Harry and Tom both in love with the same woman and the woman chooses Harry and Paris can't take it. That was he's the ladies man and the woman actually likes Harry more. I would be curious to see how he reacts because he certainly has a tendency to overreact in those instances. That episode can be called Bro Code. Oh my God. <laughs> it could start where he's like trying to, you know, get Harry more comfortable Bro with Bro Code it. of Honor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and make it real racial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So, okay. Let's wrap it up. Final thoughts. We're eliminating Harry, um, his whole piece of this thing, except maybe wanting to play Kelto. We've got to give more seeds of Lonely Alien on Station. And we've got to give a reason for Tuvok to not immediately be like the fuck. But yeah, because he went straight from like, you are fascinating, I want to get to know you, to, oh my gosh, why are you trying to take over the shit? There was a big jump, not enough right steps to that conclusion you know what you what you could have is you could have him have this conversation so it's it starts with the luau he's quietly protesting there's this introspective hologram who finds him interesting and he finds her interesting they have a chat balana or harry if we want to keep harry as like a major point of this basically encourages it of like look you don't have a connection to anybody on the ship um, you might as well go hang out with a hologram and like talk to somebody, you know, and like encourage it in terms of like uh, because that's how they do with Janeway later when she um is in love with the uh, uh, Irish dude. Is I think Chakotay is basically like, look, you can't fuck everybody on the ship, so have have a hologram concubine, have a great time, mm-hmm. um, which would make sense. So. Wait, don't they do that in a later episode when he needs like the Ponfar and they recreate oh, his wife? Yes. And they also do it for Vorik in a couple episodes, in like two more episodes with Blood Fever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, where he wants to, man, 
I love that Vulcans get too horny to function. That they oh they're God. so they're so horny they might die. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that they're is so quite the tension. Quite the uh, penta. There's another episode. <laughs> Paris teaches all the Vulcans how to jerk off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that could be called circle jerk. <laughs> I was literally about the same exact same thing. So we've come up with three new episodes: circle jerk, code. And this one, what would it rename this one? Uh, um, belt tuck. <laughs> oh, belt, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, any final thoughts for our listeners? Um, I would just say this episode definitely needed a lot of, a lot of judging for sure. I, you know, can't imagine what was going through the writer's heads at that point in time but again it was very dramatic in that way but i appreciate the the judges that we made to it i appreciate that the actors also seemed very annoyed with this episode as well yeah i wonder what they were feeling as like in between takes and like i have to say this line like are you serious or something <laughs> yeah yeah i i think they were especially the bridge scenes they all seem to just be hanging out they were probably all just carrying on together right 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 all right, well, that brings us to the end of this week's Star Trek Jujurations. Of course, if you would like more episodes like this, which these live watches, I did this as a public version so you can see what we do, but this is just for Patreon. So these live views and and we have the, the chat open and we talk with the, the, the other patrons and we actually do this all together. But you get an example of it with me and my buddy Adam. So if you would like to join that, that is at patreon.com slash Star Trek Zhuzh, Z-H-U-Z-H. You can follow me on the Instagram and the Twitter and the TikTok. Um, until next week, I've got two more episodes until I take a little hiatus. So two more episodes to get through the rest of uh, season three. Do not forget to check out Adam Harper's new podcast coming early next year, I assume, called Queerly Overthinking. And uh, until next week, um, practice your belt tuck and uh, don't fuck any holograms. <laughs> Have a great night. See ya. See ya.